Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. You're listening to Arrival Audio recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019 and distributed here by Tourpreneur. Unless somehow Korean, Thai, Indonesian, and Australian travelers all started traveling, behaving, and spending the exact same way, it's clear there is no single Asian market. This essential roundtable, moderated by Chetan Kapoor, co-founder and COO of Vedic, discusses the diverse trends shaping varied travel markets and traveler segments from across the region. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jonggun Lee, Founder and CEO, My Real Trip. Taka Mitamura, Director, Global Communications and Business Initiatives, Veltra. Christian Suvarna, Senior Vice President, Business Development, Traveloka. And Deepak Tuli, Chief Business Officer, Experiences and Activity at Make My Trip. Good morning. 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 Are you all awake? How was the party last night? <laughs> a little shade yeah. under your right. eyes. No? All right. Uh, speaking of a party, and Asians love to party, right? Could we start off with talking about who this Asian traveler is? And on the panel, we've got representatives from South Korea, Japan, Indonesia, and India. So there's a diverse flavor uh, up on stage. Uh, so let's start with maybe the, the growing opportunities, the India and Indonesia. What, those are the mysterious market, relatively speaking. So who is the Indonesian and the Indian traveler? Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. So um, we represent Southeast Asia, not just Indonesia. We operate in seven countries today. And people like to think Southeast Asia as one market, but in effect, it's actually comprised of 11 countries with each of the countries behaving a little bit differently. Um, but in general, I think if you look at the Southeast Asian uh, consumers, uh, they generally like to do the, you know, the tried and tested ones. Uh, so the likes of attractions, major attractions, and as well as major destination tours and excursions. Uh, but increasingly in our market, we see an uh, interesting de demography, which is, the, for example, the Indonesian millennial. They have a few defining characteristics that we found quite interesting. Um, one is that we, we really love Instagram. Uh, we really like to take photos and selfies. Um, and that's uh, the social existence crisis, I guess. It's very apparent in, in the Indonesian population in general. And then second one is uh, we, we see food uh, as not just a means to get yourself refueled, but it, it becomes an attraction by itself. So uh, we don't know what we like more, Instagram or food, uh, but perhaps Instagrammable food yeah. is what is the best. Yeah. Um, and then the third one, um, we are, I saw my colleagues from Korea and Japan here, uh, we are perhaps a little bit more budget conscious. 
as a market. Uh, we don't we we don't come from a you know Korean or uh, or Japanese GDP per capita. So if you are an operator um, trying to attract the Indonesian or Southeast Asian market, you have to know a little bit about all these trends uh, and try to build it into your offering. Go to the you know the cool coffee shops as opposed to just giving a giving a lunchbox. Go into these Instagram spots uh, and mention it uh, properly in your content. I think that would be that would be useful. Deepa? Yeah, I think uh, Indonesian and uh, Indians will quite be similar, but I'll give some data points as well. You know, there are about 200, uh, about 1.8 billion domestic trips and about 20 million international trips. And guess what? You know, 50% of the people they spend in destination. So flight and hotels are just about 40, 48, 52% they spend. And Indians love to shop. So out of that 50%, about 30% of their spends goes on shopping. So that could be a different uh, way of looking at Indian. Obviously, um, attractions, uh, more evolved travelers. Uh, would go for food tours, which is quite similar. But these kind of trends are picking up, and you know the, uh, we have we have the largest youth population in the world. So the averages of Indian traveler who are exploring new destinations, activities, and experiences are under 35. So that's another good way of looking at you know what can you build for these guys. Okay. Dongun. Yeah. Um, South, South Koreans are really love to, uh, love to travel abroad, I think, because uh, there were 30 million um, travelers last year, outbound tours. That's huge number because uh, that's 55% of South Korea's total population. It is even bigger than Japan and India. So um, South Koreans really love to travel abroad because uh, there are many uh, supplies because uh, there are uh, six LCCs. There are already six LCC low-cost carriers, and there will be three more LCCs. So there will be nine LCCs. So uh, flight ticket uh, price is extremely low. That's why South Koreans uh, really love to travel, and it is even cheaper than domestic travel. So the uh, market is growing very fast, and few decades ago, uh, South Koreans love to travel uh, by using group package tour, but trend is changing uh, very fast. Now 80% of uh, tourists are using uh, OTAs and they are traveling with um, free independent travel. So um, that's the brief uh, summary of uh, South Korea's market landscape. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And just before Takasan, what about Indians? Is it mostly groups still or are they also getting in the FIT space, especially when it concerns in-destination experiences? Yeah, now I think the trends are changing in India as well. Traditionally, completely a group market, but the way the airlines are now structuring their pricing, which are cheaper and, you know, once you book slightly in advance, and the same hotel pricing, I think people are moving towards this, especially the millennials and millennials, which are like, want to transact online. Uh, transact online. Actually, they're, they're a big influencer on uh, travel, by the way. If you now go and uh, speak to the consumer, why are they being uh, they buying online? Because they'll be referred by their kids, right? Who are on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and looking at, you know, where to travel, what to do. All right. So these are like very, very different from other countries. Takasa, the Japanese um, traveler. Yes, so as for Japanese market, um, yeah, last year we had a uh, approximately 19 uh, million people traveling abroad, so outbound travelers, and then that was uh, plus 6% in 
increase compared to the last year, the previous year. That was like a three years consecutive uh, growth, average five percent. So in general, Japanese people are traveling more abroad, which is a good sign for us. And uh, as for uh, the type of the travelers, um, yeah, more and more FITs rather than uh, group travelers. Uh, I think the latest figure is like less than ten percent are actually booking group package guided tour. Mm. So um, almost eighty percent book. We call them FIT. Uh, they book a package tour, which is only flights and hotel, and everything else is free. So we just call them in a broad sense, uh, FIT travelers, but we have 80%, and that's one of the reasons a company like us uh, are growing. And uh, the consumer behavior, I think um, Japanese travelers, we, um, yeah, we don't mind to spend more for the uh, premium product or if the experience is unique, so rather than just, uh, um, yeah, standard experience. I think uh, the market is getting more mature and uh, people are well-traveled. So, um, yeah, they are willing to pay more for uh, premium products. And what kind of experiences are Japanese travelers looking for? Christian mentioned food tours, Instagrammable food for Indonesian. Deepak mentioned shopping for Indians. So what kind of in-destination experiences? Um, I think uh, from my experience, uh, Japanese travelers, they are now looking more into authentic experience. So, um, yes. Yeah, Food, of course, and then also the people uh, you meet with a great local tour guide, uh, great uh, uh, local uh, people from the restaurant or from the attraction. Um, yeah, this is uh, this makes the, the the experience more memorable. And then, okay, of course, it's important to take pictures or to shop and buy something luxury, uh, but uh, it doesn't remain in your heart. So uh, that, I think that Japanese people value most, and I, I can see that trend more and more these days. Yeah. Um, you've been one of the new generation OTAs focusing yeah. on experiences and in-destination piece. What are the criteria that you look into when you list the different experiences? If they are similar, why does one operator go on top of the other? Why does one feature the other does? Yeah, um, uh, there are some companies who is charging for the listing, mm. uh, higher listing, so it is an advertisement model, but uh, we don't do that. So basically, uh, we are listing products based on the customer's review and feedback. Okay. So there are 50, um, 50, uh, 500,000 reviews so far, travelers' reviews so far in my real trip. Okay. And based on that uh, reviews, uh, we are uh, listing the products. So basically, uh, the product, the travel product customer loves uh, show first. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Takasan, how do you prioritize product? Because you've uh, been in this business, the company has been in the business for what, 20 years? Yes, almost 20s. Yeah. So um, how we prioritize. Uh, we are more like a curated uh, com uh, website rather than platform. So uh, what I mean is, uh, yeah, we've been in the business for quite a long time and then we started to learn what kind of uh, product sells or appeals to our audience, Japanese market. And then we, uh, 
kind of co-develop the product with the uh, two operators. Um, I mean, um, okay, there is a standard product provided by the two operator, our partners, local suppliers, and then uh, we receive customers' feedback. Yeah, it's like a, uh, he just mentioned, and then based on the customer feedback, we our actually our customer support team and marketing team, we check all the customer reviews every day, every single day. We have like a couple of hundred reviews posted, and then we publish it. I read everything and publish it manually. Mm -hmm. So based on this feedback, uh, we communicate with the, uh, our local partners and then um, yeah, make improvement, uh, make some changes. And then, of course, we change the way we promote the product on the website so that the customer uh, doesn't have any misunderstandings about the product and also um, about the culture. Of course, there's a cultural difference and then uh, misunderstandings, that is one of the biggest reasons when we have a negative feedback from the customer. So we try to avoid that as much as possible. And then as a result, we, yeah, like I said, co-develop the product. It's and then, yes, and then that goes to the top of the best-selling product. Yeah. And Christian Deepak, uh, respective OTAs, the leader OTA in markets, mm. uh, experiences is a, is a new category for both the OTAs. So considering you don't have the gr relative groundwork and the reviews that help these companies prioritize operators, relatively speaking, how do you look at prioritizing uh, experiences, operators in that equation? Yeah. So um, I think what they have mentioned, I think, applies to us as well, by and large. But a few things that are, I think, different to us is that before we would onboard a partner, we do a little bit of understanding, like know your partner type of exercise. Um, because we believe the current problem now is how do we establish trust to the consumers that they can buy these items and they can buy it and get the experience the way they have imagined it to be. <clears throat> so there's some, a little bit of homework that we do with the partners to know how long have you been operating, are you a registered entity or not? And sometimes we do send our mystery shoppers there too. Um, in, and when we try to display it in our app, uh, the, the, the space is limited. Of course, in addition to looking at analytics, um, what, what conversion do we see when people click in your product, just the basics and the reviews. Uh, we also typically would um, create a space that we reserve for partners or themes or topics or products that we want to push. If we only rely, we believe if we only rely on just analytics looking at the past transaction data, we will always be pushing the same products over and over again. But we have an interest, for example, to get all these specialized and more authentic tours to be picked up. And we want to create this little space uh, so that you can be featured on there. But we want to make sure that you will also be able to service our customers better for the good of the industry so that people can talk about it, that, hey, my discovery was great, my booking was great, my experience was great, so that I can actually now trust this and evangelize to my friends. And more and more people would know that they can, there's another way of buying than the traditional way. Hey, Chayden, I, I just want to jump in from the floor. One of the things that just struck me about the last you know, day and a half is so many online travel agencies in this market, there's been so much growth. You know, so if I'm sitting here as an operator, especially if I'm kind of new to the world of digital distribution, there's like 40, 50 of you guys in the market. I mean, 
do I have to like do separate deals with each of you? Like, where do I start? What distinguishes each of you from everybody else in the market? I, I would just love, like, I don't know, help help us make sense of the landscape and why we should work with you versus somebody else, or do we work with, you know, do we work with all of you, or do we work with a B two B player at, rather than working with each of you, you know, individually? Mm. Thanks for stealing my question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think as far as we are concerned, um, we, have already, uh, we are already in this business for a while and I think a lot of players are already uh, working with us directly. Um, my take from the, if I, I, I'm on the, sitting on the other side, I will see if this is the core market for players like us. For example, if you are based out of Thailand, Singapore, Southeast Asia, if there is Disneyland out here. So I think for them, it's quite relevant to work directly with us. We'll have enough of demand for these destinations. If you're based out of India, then definitely it makes sense to work directly with us. There is no point going to the intermediary. But um, last couple of days I've learned, it's very, very difficult to you know, independently work with everyone. And uh, because the way the data structures are present, the way everybody sells activities is very, very different. There's no standardization, like uh, there's a standardization flight or there's standardization in hotels. So it becomes even difficult for us to kind of integrate this every supplier. So I think there's a great value looking at a, mid, a middle channel manager or a distributional car partner kind of a ecosystem in the whole um, world, which can actually help both sides reducing efforts of, you know, kind of distributing on each other's platform. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think for me, if I were in the other side, ideally you would want to cast your net as wide as possible, work with as many people as you can. But if you are in a resource constrained position where operationally it becomes complex, then I, I suggest you, you do a very disciplined prioritization of who you work with. And the way to do that is to understand who's your captive market in your destination that you're serving. And usually um, for that captive market, there's one or maybe two a dominant player for that space. Uh, for us, uh, we're a Southeast Asian player. So we're, this is our home ground. Um, and I think we are more than happy to work with you in whatever way or form. If we want to create a direct uh, con a contract with you guys, we're happy, but other than that, we are, uh, through the distributors, we're, we're also happy to, to cater to that. Dongun? Yeah, um, as, as I mentioned before now, uh, South Koreans live, really love uh, to travel, so, um, but uh, um, their uh, market size is very big, but they always prefer to book uh, Korean-speaking guided tours because uh, they are uh, South Koreans, of course, uh, their language is Koreans, although they always prefer to book a Korean-speaking guide tour. So uh, if uh, tour operators uh, are um, interested in um, doing a service for South Korean travelers, then um, I think the market is very uh, big enough. So it would be a good choice to work with us. Yeah. 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 yeah um, I'd like to add one thing. Well, just simply OTA can uh, add value to your business. Uh, just because we, we know the market, we understand Japanese market, Korean market, Indonesian market, Indian market, and then, um, yeah, unless you uh, spend a lot of effort to understand the, mm. the culture, yeah. behavior, um, yeah, we have marketing data, uh, we have lots of, uh, uh, yeah, we're a Japanese company, for example, so we understand the market, so 
like I said, we co-develop the product with you um, according to the customer's behavior and then what they like. We understand that. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest benefit uh, to and, work with OT. And I think it's not just about discovery of the product. People may think we're the, just a, a marketer as an OTA, mm. but we go deep into the regions that we operate uh, in Indonesia and Southeast Asia in general. You cannot rely just on Visa and MasterCard or credit card. We go deep into the payment to enable people to actually transact online. If you, if you want to try to target them yourself, then you, you have to go through these hoops and lengths to create bank transfers implementation, which we have already done for you. Um, and so we offer you these assets, not just our consumer base that we have today, but also these enablement to make your, book, your booking seamless. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's best if you, if you try to figure out who are your, your, your biggest source markets. How, how deeply are the OTAs involved in, beyond just the payment, actually bringing the seamless experience on destination? Because there are various experiences which still need you to go get physical tickets. How, how are you streamlining that process as the post-booking experience? Um, or are, are you involved with partners yes. in making that happen? Yes, we are, we are involved. Um, in fact, we do with a few partners in Indonesia. We, we try to innovate with them to create a seamless uh, entry into the places. This is Indonesia and Southeast Asia. It's not like, except for Singapore. That's a, that's a different Southeast Asia. Uh, <laughs> most of the places are still very traditional, so we innovate in that way. And in post-sales perspective, we do also provide a customer service in our local language. We like, we speak English um, in general, not as good as other countries in the world. And so they like the comfort of uh, having to pick up the phone and have somebody who speaks in their local language. And then we engage with the suppliers directly in English. And that helps give a type of confidence that, yes, I can book from here and I will be taken care of. Yeah, uh, that's also one of the challenges for us because for Japanese market in particular, we only have like a less than 20% people booking uh, through online and then they, other than that, uh, they go to the uh, travel agency or they book on the spot. Um, so the key is, of course, we tr encourage them to try, uh, we encourage them to book online and the pre-departure, of course, but also rather than trying to change customer's behavior, we try to adapt to it. I think uh, more and more customers, uh, they, yeah, it's very seamless and then omni-channel kind of approach is necessary because they search on Google, they go online with any device and then they check all the two details through social media, Instagram, and then they call us, they email us, they message us, and then they book with either website or mobile, and then they participate with mobile or paper voucher. So all the experience is getting blurred. Yeah. Yeah, but you mentioned that a lot of Japanese travelers are still booking with travel agents, right? So I would presume that they plan way in advance. How, how are the booking windows in the other markets? Yeah, um, so basically uh, we are selling airline ticket accommodations and tours and activities. And, yeah. and tours and activities booking window is less than two days. South Koreans really love to book um, same-day booking and last-minute booking. And accommodations, in terms of accommodations, booking window is about 30 days, yeah. and airline ticket, 60 days. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, um, it's uh, getting less and less, but uh, average uh, two weeks. But I, like I said, it's 
seamless, like a non-stop uh, cycle. Yes. Yeah, same day to three days, most of the bookings. 60% on day zero, 12 hours is the cutoff for mm -hmm. Indians. And we have about another 20% on day one. So travel did just one. So about 80% last minute. Wow. And mobile or desktop, quickly, we've got 10 seconds. So 66% uh, 66 of our booking came from mobile. Yeah. Uh, less than half, actually, mobile. yes. Majority mobile. Mobile. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Dongun Lee, Takab Mitamura, Christian Suwarna, and Deepak Kuli. We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to ArrivalEvent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to Arrival.Travel. <laughs>